Welcome to Bonded Voices. The topic for now is going to be AI for the common man. I'm Lauren. I'm Ian. And I'm Greg. So I think I'll start this one off because, you know. It's your area of fascination. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's my uh, pet project here. Uh, and it's in the news all the time. We hear about AI this, AI that. I think we've all been exposed to AI through sci-fi, and it's always led to some dystopian world where AI takes over the world. You know, we have HAL from 2001, and we have Skynet from the Terminator series, but I really think that AI is, you know, here for, it can help a lot of people, and I actually try to embrace it and learn as much about it as I can and use it where I can. Um, there's a lot of different areas that you can use it, and a lot of different people have used it and are of created models and and use cases for it where it's been beneficial. Okay. And you know, Lauren, what's interesting is a, a few years ago, our company had a guy from Microsoft's um, AI division come and talk as our keynote. And at the time, there was like four areas. Now, along with machine learning, deep learning, natural language processing, there's another 20. <laughs> It's expanding. It can, right. It, it, it exponentially. Yes. Probably AI's expanding it, really, right? But, um, well, there's different tools, and then there's usages of those tools. So, like, ChatGPT, there's a, a huge group of people that write software that use the API version of that. But wait, wait, wait. This is AI for the common man, right? Like, I, if you went to 10 people in the street to answer ChatGPT, they'd be like, chat to who? About what? Right. And so uh, let's back it up a little, right? Everyone's heard the term AI. Where's it being used in a place that affects that guy on the street that's never heard of it? That will be hard for the, the person that has not heard of it because we're right now we're on the early adopter area, right? It's what they like to uh, term, uh, what is it? We're at the jagged frontier. Some things work, some things don't. It the technology goes forward, it comes backwards. Well, I think if, if we're in that like, that technology adoption life cycle, right, which is we're in the innovator stage still. Right. We haven't crossed that chasm where you actually get to the early adopters and early majority. It's still proven itself. But I think, you know, to the loaded question about where is the common man using it, Tesla vehicles, Waymo, you know, the, you, you've got AI in use in those. And Google just introduced for their um, new web browser an AI component. To me, it just looks like the the, the number one paid for result right. in a box <laughs> at the top. But they AI claim results, it's right. an AI thing. Uh, but, I think but, Microsoft uses it in Bing now, their search engine right. they use. I think they were ahead of them, actually. Microsoft were ahead of yeah. Google on it. But, but it, you mentioned ChatGPT. Give our listeners a quick overview of what ChatGPT is and an easy use of it that they could do to have some fun. So from a high level, ChatGPT is a natural language query engine that you can use to ask in in your regular voice, ask a question. Give us an example. So here's an example. So let's say I wanted to learn about uh, doing podcasts. So I would go into ChatGPT, give me the, the top 10 bullet points of what to do in a podcast. And so ChatGPT is a website? 
It is. So there is a there's a web interface okay. for it. So most people would go to the OpenAI chat GPT, right? That's how they'd get to it. And you would go there, you would type in your question, and it will give you a response, not as you know traditional search engines do. It would give you a written synopsis of what you want. So you could use it to learn a skill. So you could say, give me, I want to learn how to do podcasts. Create a syllabus for me with 10 sections, and each section has five bullet points, and it would go through and do that. And then you could say, okay, on section two, expand on it, because I really don't understand that concept, and give me examples. And it would go through and write in natural language like it was you know, a white paper you're reading. Yeah. So then it's, it's basically somebody, it's like a ghostwriter. Yes. So you're asking this system, ChatGBT, to put together information. Right. Write me a 10-point story on how to put together a podcast. Is and it, then as you're going through that process, you can ask for modifications. You can, yes. But it's, it's basically like filling the page with paragraphs, bullet points, to your point, almost like a report. So right. I've, I've used it before, even in like asking for what are the most popular hashtags for podcasts? And yeah. it'll give you the most popular hashtags for podcasts. You could use it to find out a good name for a podcast. Right. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So, so the where is ChatGBT going to get this information? So they've uh, developed what is so. And I understand we're using ChatGBT much like Kleenex is a facial tissue. What? We're using it's, one It's the most popular. Were they scraping from Reddit or something? Yes, like it was all it was um, Reddit. But most of the, with the newer models, it's more recent data. But, like, I believe it was ChatGPT3 was two years old. So it would parse the data, and then there was, you know, a billion data points that you could query against with natural language. So they call these large language models, LLMs. Uh, Meta calls theirs Llama because it's LLM. So so uh, I've heard a lot of kids are using this for homework assignments. Yes. Um, and it's actually, I've heard it so good that the teachers at first were catching on. And then someone went back to ChatGPT and said, hey, ChatGPT, write this in a way where my teacher's not going to realize I've plagiarized this. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Brilliant. Brilliant, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah. so you could change it into the style. So I believe it was uh, probably six months ago, uh, Joe Rogan on his podcast was talking about uh, the use chat GPT to create jokes in his style and format. And then they used another AI engine that uh, copied his voice. So it sounded like he was delivering these jokes but it wasn't him at all so okay. that's deep deep into the ai world where it's sure. not the average person using it the average person is going to use it to create uh be an assistant i need someone to teach me how to you know write an essay on the atomic bomb whatever it is so what are the you you mentioned reddit and so at this point in time the most advanced AI engine or artificial intelligence engine, where is it searching? Where is it gathering these data points to put together the 10 things you need to know about doing it, a podcast? It, um, it consumed all the data that was in 
Reddit across so all the So basically from people account. and, the sh- and yeah. other libraries of information to start So with. Okay, so if I, had, if I wrote a letter and I published my own letter two years ago and it was on Reddit on yes. three things you need to know about creating your own podcast, then it could be querying my yes. report that I put together. Yes. Yeah. Now, here's the thing, and let's not get stuck on ChatGPT because when people talk AI, AI is the category. Right. Uh, that covers so many different things like self-driving car or your, what's those little things that clean your house, the little round Roombas. things? Is it Roombas? Roombas. Yeah, there's AI right, working for you. Or even like, you know, you even think about what people think AI is. Sometimes it isn't what now it's become. Because of the different categories, like anything that's considered robotics is now considered artificial intelligence. Right. Even though the robot's not getting any smarter, it's just like ants, just redoing the same mm-hmm. journey over and over and over. So self-learning? I don't know if AI's there yet where they gain in that and they, they so claim it is in... They are using... So there's a, there's a theory that... So the try not to use AI generated content for their learning, right? They need uh, real human input. Mm-hmm. That's what they're trying to do because what they were they were talking about at one point was um, that it would lead to uh, erroneous results. So AI would do its own, or the, these large models would start generating data to fill in the voids. Mm-hmm. So, but it is, it, it has people, to, it requires people to look at it. So I was listening to a, a, a podcast, a, a different podcast today where they were talking about their cataloging smells and they're using AI to um, catalog, use that, and it's using these catalog smells so that an AI engine could then cook a, a meal and know if the meal how in the world does the AI engine know the smells? So, when we first talked, chat GPT is only text-based, but AI is, just like Ian was saying, is across many different industries. So, someone cataloged, their, their model is nothing but, the, their data points is chemical makeup of smell. See, and that's when you get into things like machine learning, um neurosciences and things like mm-hmm. that that, mm-hmm. that help with those different things. There's an interesting ad age report out, Greg, that talks about how the marketeers behind all the AI stuff are way more excited by it than the general public is. And there's and it's a big enough disconnect for people to be um, concerned. But back to that whole idea of at what point do we cross the chasm? If you look back at the internet, go back to 1998, websites, eh. Yeah. They're sort of cool, but really, is it really ever going to be anything? Right. Nobody's going to spend any time on the internet. Right, and then you get the crash of 1999-2000, right? And everyone's like, yep, see, that was all over. And then it comes back, and, and, and this article covers the same thing with NFTs, because NFTs were all the rage, may end up finding it was all that money laundering but the 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 idea the conceptual side of nfts may come back but for ai and we'll go into nfts on a different podcast but for ai industry's working really hard on it 
right. do the general public, does the common man really care at this point? And do they look at that Roomba as AI or they're like, it's just a freaking vacuum that just goes around in circles all so day long? I, I think everyone should be um, aware of it. And in, in the reason why is that it's going to be part of industry. Whatever uh, medial tasks that you're, you're doing at your job will eventually be you know, made into some uh, machine learning script. Mm -hmm. yeah. So um, Harvard just released a big study, what was it, last week, um, September 2023. They released a, a study where it said that they, they broke up roughly 800 people into two cohorts. One was where it was knowledge workers doing the regular job. And then they had the other cohort was the knowledge workers with an AI assistant. The AI assistants got their job done 12% faster with 40% greater accuracy. So only 40%. Yeah. Uh, well, AI is only good as the data that it's used yeah. as its source. Well, one thing, Greg, that was really interesting was that, um, WebMD used AI to make, um, what are they called? Uh, diagnosis on people mm -hmm. with illnesses. AI straight up against doctors, they match them exactly 90 something percent correct, 94% correct. But then you added AI assisted with a doctor, and that number went up even higher. But AI alone, like if you, uh, and I think you can even do it, if you go into WebMD and just type in your symptoms, you'll get a 94% chance of getting the correct. <laughs> diagnosis on what you what you might be suffering from so that's I, where you're gathering those huge data pools sure. in first and then you, you do, it's predictive analytics right or predictive right. whatever it, you call it um but that's where people are starting to see those sort of things work for them so the common man they're they're going to see it in their work the, Will the gardener see it in their work? Probably not until they make a lawn version of the Roomba, but they're on the way. They're doing so. Oh, I've seen, I've seen that on TV. Um, yeah. But anyone that works, it, so they, they say that anyone that's got a white collar job should be at least um, aware of what tasks that they're doing now that are, um, that could be. <laughs> uh, scripted out as a machine learning yeah mm -hmm. see for me the one of the most interesting things and in, and uh, is using data to make predictions or prognosis going forward so you don't end up doing the same thing over and over again and think because and then because the definition of insanity sure expecting that different out output without different inputs but when you gather in especially big in big industry when you're gathering data lakes worth of information mm -hmm. like i came out of a, a different few industries one of the industry i was in was the legal e-discovery industry and they took that idea of boxes and boxes of everyone ha had to read to find information to having computers like doing ocr character recognition optical character recognition and then reading through all of that copy to find specific keywords that would be part of the discovery. And it took a job, like if you go back to the savings and loan scandal here in Phoenix, you know, back in the 80s, they had 
trucks and trucks and trucks full of boxes mm-hmm. that went into huge warehouses with desks where people would sit at that desk and read to them all day until they clocked off. Now it's you you digitize it all it all goes into a machine and the machine actually scans it but even better now it scans it all in place you don't even have to retrieve it it's just collected in place so it, 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 that that's where AI is playing a, a very beneficial role in that I don't want to go down a rabbit hole of this but like <laughs> and here if we you go. can find it you can, cover, you can cover it up as well so okay so we talked earlier about Reddit was one of the original sources. So now let's use your example of the savings and loan scandal. So all of this data has been stored somewhere. Yep. Right? You they need have... data as a starting point. Okay. Absolutely. So is that data safe? Or can I go into ChatGBT and start putting together a letter on the, the fall of the savings and loan? If that, if that data was in... Their source, it's open then, if people have access to it. Okay, so question number two. I sat in a meeting uh, very recently, and there was conversation about how some large industries are starting to use AI more regularly. But then the topic was brought up on what is the slant of the search, or what is the political slant of the information that's being polled, in an effort to remain completely neutral. This was specific to underwriting rules within the mortgage industry that Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac have started to implement AI. So this goes back to, and I hate to keep saying chat GPT, but since it was based on Reddit, the Reddit, what happens to be a little bit left of center so that the results from chat GPT were left of center. So it's it's only going to be as good as the source for its data. Sure. But is that a valid data point? Because our, our listeners sitting here having a cup of coffee with us, they've seen the headlines that might have said there's a political slant to this or, or there's fear in this. And I think part of the topic tonight that we're, we're working on is AI for the common man, but also comfort in understanding the concept. So it's... Let's get over the fear of the unknown, which is why I think we're talking about this. Right so now. great. Motsi, you brought up something really interesting. Think about this. The Google algorithm and the algorithm of the search engines is controllable, right? So you could put an input in saying, is blah, blah, blah a bad person? Based on the algorithm and the bent of the people programming the algorithm or the way it's been asked, to program it, it can deliver you a result that you don't want to hear that may convince you of something that's false. And even so, again, back going back to the chat GPT, they're asking about the last uh, election cycle. They were going, Tell me about this candidate and tell me about this candidate. And it was very one sided. Hmm. So. Uh, few more minutes left in this right but there's a great news story at the moment that we had an f-35 jet <laughs> a pilot right. was ejected midair right yep and the jet went and crashed all of a sudden the government went totally quiet on it and a theory came out today that said based on the reports that came in at the same time as the chinese were having ships off taiwan this pilot was flying along and didn't eject. 
he got ejected because he had also no control over his flight panel. And they think that the F-35, because it has so much technology in it, was AI hacked. <clears throat> Terrifying. There's a whole so there's a whole other subject we can talk, and it's it's called uh, post quantum, and it talks about um, nothing's safe, and how everything is hackable uh, once you get to that point of po post quantum computing. Yeah. Well, that's the scary thing for, for the common man with electric cars is you're behind on your payments, you're having a tough time, they turn your car off or they recall it as in it drives itself back to the pound. You know, they're scary moments. Yeah. That's a scary place to be that, that someone else can ultimately have control through AI over your world and your life and the things you were and there's even been talk about um and hopefully it'll never happen like some kind of trigger lock on guns that could be controlled you know they're all things that we absolutely don't want to let like the government have have the time in as well so last little point on that i recall one of our local utilities was talking with one of the neighbors and they were put on some special power plan as long as this ultimately remote controlled thermostat was installed yes. so that the utility could adjust the inside temperature of the home at their will based on electrical demand. I know. Yeah, that happened to, was in Texas? They had a lot of that happening. And California as well. And I think they started inducing it in Arizona yeah. as well. So, so we're, we kind of went down a path there at the end of, of things to be fearful of. And I think the way that the what I wanted to gather out of us sitting here and sharing this cup of coffee was getting an understanding of what is AI, how does it work, and being more comfortable with that information, and then go down the path, learn some more. See, I'd say from the, the takeaway, Greg, in, in in these quick twenty minutes, it is it's so deep. There's so much to learn right. and. For the common man, I think it's something that if you want to get in it, take baby steps. Maybe ChatGPT is the best place to start because it's something that's very relational to them. And then beyond that, just just go along for the ride because, but understand it because I think it can have negative ramifications. Right, right. I so you know the takeaway I would for the common man would I would say pick one of the 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 main ones that you know I happen to use ChatGPT. Use it a little bit. Go out there, play with it. See what it can do for you. See what skill you can learn. Expand your own horizon. Challenge it. That's, yeah. that's a great point. Yeah. So you see if it, you can use it to help you learn something. I've seen yeah. people use it to teach themselves Spanish or teach them a new programming language, whatever it is. You want to learn how to be a chef. I'm sure you can find yeah. it Yeah. Yeah. right there. I think that's great information to wrap on, Lauren. I think it's... Get over the fear of the unknown, embrace it, and see how you can grow from it. Take that first step. So until next time, see you again on Bonded Voices. Thanks for joining us. Thanks.